Hello and welcome back to the guts to be. Hope you guys have been well since my last podcast. Today I wanted to emphasize the fact that we are not just humans interacting with other humans. We are nature reacting to nature. And this is the crux of trauma. This is the foundation of trauma. It's not, you know, when we look at the definition, it's referred to, um, it's defined as a distressful or disturbing event, as well as physical injury. But we need to use caution with the way we limit our idea of who's suffered at the hand of trauma. As I mentioned just a minute ago, nature reacting to nature is the foundation of trauma. So what do I mean by that? Well, we can go through the physical, you know, we can go suffer physical injury. Um, I'll give you an example. I um, was talk, I've talked to you guys about raising my six children, three of them of which were um, considered special needs. I hold them in the space of neurodiverse. At the same time, though, while we were still going through all of this, I had the, my girls had come from a very traumatic background. And um, their story is, it's a difficult one. And within a year and a half, they had been placed in seven different foster homes. So by the time they got to me, it, it was clear that there was a lot of attachment issues. There was, there was a lot. But the bottom line is, is that these girls had not had the ability to learn how to adapt. They were, they resisted love and they demonstrated that through most of their behaviors. Both of them had become quite good at vomiting on me. And although these were, this is seven and 10 at the time, um, they are now young adults and things have obviously gotten much better. But during that time, that was traumatic for me to be puked on whenever they felt like it because they were, you know, they, it, it, their interpretation of what they were worth was um, horrible. And therefore they treated me that way. They were basically projecting their own trauma onto me. And, uh, because they didn't feel like they were worthy of being, you know, they just didn't feel like they were worthy of being. They had made up so many stories about themselves. And it's not to say that I don't understand. My frustration was the fact that I felt like a failure. I felt like I couldn't help them. Um, it was frustrating. I didn't know how to help them. So those interpretations, those stories, you know, just kind of really set the tone for um, the trauma that I was experiencing. They, um, in many ways, passed on their trauma to me. Now, that's not to say that I didn't already have <laughs> my fair share of trauma throughout my life. Um, it might, yeah, it, it went back. I had, I, I, my youngest sister was um, born with a hole in between the chambers of her heart, an enlarged heart. And um, she just, I mean, that alone, I mean, the number of times that she had to be hospitalized, 
with heart failure and so forth. I mean, these are all traumatic experiences because I didn't know when I was going to, if and when I was going to lose my sister, which she ended up passing away at the age of 13. So here are just a couple of examples of how events can traumatize us, you know, disturbing events. And um, hang on a moment, please. How, my cat is my cat is disturbing me right now. Anyway, so the point that I'm getting at is that trauma comes in all shapes and sizes. It's just not the horrible experiences limited to a few, a small population of people. In my opinion it is affecting all of us on some level. And then when I say nature reacts to nature, this is what we're seeing is um, one person's distress when not, when not handled in an effective way becomes another person's distress. This is again, not only the foundation of trauma, it is the foundation for generational trauma, how we're passing this on from generation to generation. This is a very difficult conversation to have in that regard, because we don't want to believe that we are traumatizing our children. But if we haven't handled that which was disturbing to us in the earlier part of our, our life, and we have these cellular memories. Now, in fact, every time that our child does something that could very well be triggering to us because we don't know how to help them, they don't come with instructions. I used to tell my kids all the time, and not one of you came with instructions stable to your ass. They don't come with instructions. We didn't come with instructions. Our parents didn't necessarily do anything wrong. They just did the best they could given the moment that they had in that moment. Um, and it was based on the way they were raised and the interpretations they made up, like, like with my girls, you know, they were not worthy of being loved. Therefore they did everything they could to repulse me and show me that they were repulsive, that they weren't, they weren't worthy of being loved. And so, I mean, that's an extreme example. But what I'm seeing is that I see, I see this every day. I think of couples who, who, you know, I was years ago, I heard that, you know, we, um, when we're hung up in our ego and our survival mechanism, we attract that, which, you know, which would be, um, a match. But then when somebody becomes, begins to transform themselves and their beliefs, they actually will outgrow the marriage or the relationship if the other person doesn't grow along with them. And so the, ultimately you have, um, you have a battle of significant differences. So understanding that again, not that anything was deliberately done to harm us. It's just the beliefs, the way we, the way we react to those beliefs, that sets the tone for our children and for our other relationships. The only way to get past that, because essentially trauma connects us to, 
the emotions, I should say, the emotions that we have, whether it be if maybe you can't sleep, maybe you feel guilty, maybe you feel shame, maybe you worry, maybe, you know, anxiety, depression, any of those things right there connect us to the traumatizing event, therefore leaving us disconnected from who we really are. Who we really are is love. And as in my case of my girls, they were disconnected from the love that not only created them, but the love that they actually embodied. They were more connected to the trauma and therefore kept repeating these behaviors. And so my wish for everybody is that we can get past our relationship to the trauma, our connection to the trauma, and begin to reconnect to ourselves. And one way we can do this besides you know not besides detaching ourselves because we if we can begin to speak about the trauma factually and what i mean by that is i mean unemotionally being able to state yes this happened this happened and this happened and there isn't an emotional charge to it you have successfully disconnected from the emotions and now you're just dispelling the events you know you're taking the charge out of the events as well but that doesn't necessarily remedy the, um, the cellular issues. I'll give you an example. Yesterday I had foot surgery. <clears throat> I was getting prepped to go in and the nurse, we just got to talking and he asked me if I had any children and I told him yes. And so I started speaking about some of the, you know, some of the antics that these kids used to pull and my blood pressure spiked to 151 over 96. So there was still some emotional charge not necessarily to the traumatic event, in this case was being vomited on, it had more to do with the emotion that I felt like I failed these girls. And so it was really a wise insight for me because now I can work to realign my cells. I can work to realign the, the epigenome to be one that supports wellness as opposed to degeneration. And the more we can do that as adults, and the more we can realign what's going on with us, our epigenome, and realign with wellness, we no longer react to our children in the same way. For lack of a better term, we're more centered, we're more grounded, or, or we are in a position to be able to pivot as needed because we were now connected to our child as opposed to our trauma. So I'm going to leave you with that. Um, I do have a workshop coming up on May 24th. It's at 4 o'clock Eastern, 4 p.m. Eastern, where we are going to unlock from trauma. I'm also offering a um, four-day workshop. These are all live um, on Zoom. The four-day workshop is everything you need for sleep. And that begins on June 9th and runs through the 12th. And I'm also <laughs> offering you a complimentary, a free breakthrough coaching session with me. I've opened up my calendar to be able to book those. All links are in the description box. And, um, or actually, if you just go to synergessence.com, you can um, sign up for one or all three, however you feel like doing it, whatever works for you. And in the meantime, just know that um, I'm, th I'm just really happy to be doing this podcast. And I'm sorry for the little bit of a distraction. I'm still, like I said, recovering from surgery. But this has been very prevalent for me um, about 
because it involves self-care. Okay. Our self-care is critical. And if we cannot maintain our self-care as a means of being selfish so that we can be selfless, in this case, being selfish with our healing in order to be selfless for those we care about, then we are not bringing any more, we're not bringing anything of, pardon me for saying this, of much value. We're, we are prolonging the generational breakdown that continues to go on, which is leading to, to degenerative health issues. And that's the last thing I want to see for our children, especially for the neurodiverse. Their livelihood, their message is valuable but if they don't believe that they're worthy of being here because somebody out there said something about them, and this is another thing with it comes to paying a parent, is besides being frustrated with, with not knowing how to help them, because there's all of these tactics out there, but if we don't know how to help them, which involves helping ourselves, that will begin to dispel the frustration. The other part is angering because people pick on them. And they pick on them because they've postured themselves to be above and they've placed our kids below. And again, nothing could be further from the truth. And the more we can take care of ourselves to be profoundly available and connected to our children, that's when their lives will fundamentally shift in ways that now they feel comfortable expressing themselves. They don't give a rat's ass who says what to them at all. They're in it to win it. And that's my mission, to help our kids win at their lives. Thanks again for tuning in. Until the next episode, take care of yourselves.